Welcome to another episode of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Mark Payne. Hey, Mark, welcome. Would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, thanks for having me. How are you? How's everyone? My, uh, my name is Mark Payne. Um, I live in Silver Spring, Maryland. I've been here since the 90s. Um, I'm an IT specialist working for the federal government. But my hobbies, um, what I really like to do is um, go to yard sales and ch um, church rummage sales and estate sales. And I like to find unique things and flip them on Amazon, eBay, Craigslist, et cetera. So that's what I really enjoy doing. Okay. And I, I kind of started this about, um, about 15 or 16 years ago, because it was right around the time my daughter was born. My daughter's going to be 16. And I, I used to do consulting, but I needed a, I needed a, um, a source of um, secondary income that was instantly interruptible because having a new child, you, you don't want to drive somewhere. You don't want to be on someone else's schedule. And the beauty of like this thing is like you take a Saturday off, Oh, I got this cat bothering me now. Go, go, go. <laughs> you take like a Saturday off or you can work like 10 o'clock at night when the baby's sleeping. And I always found it very interesting. And there's such a great opportunity with Amazon specifically that anyone, if they hustle, they can have a nice source of extra income, you know, for traveling, buying golf clubs, photography equipment, whatever you're, you're passionate about. Uh -huh. So I, I let, I let you, a lot of people know that. And see, Amazon... So Amazon is where you would sell things? Yes, yes. So a lot of people don't really know that, that more than probably half the people that, that, um, that have items on Amazon are not Amazon. They're third-party sellers, like people like myself who uh, they work with wholesalers. They go to Marshalls, TJ Maxx, and they, they find items, and they flip them on Amazon through the uh, Fulfillment by Amazon program. So okay. it's just a really great opportunity to um, make some money. Wow. Well, maybe yeah. we'll hear about that a little bit later um, after the tools when we can tell us more, because I have I have a couple of questions about that. But let's okay. start with um, some of your cool tool picks. Okay. So um, what would what's your first pick? All right. The first one is it's so basic. It's just basically my index card. So okay. this is something I go to every day. All right. So what I do with these index cards, what I love about them, they're nice and small. It's three three uh three and a half by five they're dirt cheap you can pick up a hundred for less than a buck at walmart and what i like to do every night i write down my date the weather for the previous day the location like if i'm traveling if i'm in vegas or my parents house in new york and the time of day so i just kind of write like a little summary of what i did for that day and i like to include um what book i'm reading what page i'm on anything uh -huh. interesting from the book um, if I had a dream from past um, the past night, some task or just in interesting quotes. And what I started doing, I picked up one of these, one of these file, these card old catalog, um, the card catalog file. Yeah, yeah card catalogs. And they he's holding up a tray that you might find in a library that has a little index cards and little tabs that show you the different um, sorting alphabet folders, separators. Yeah. So I, what I what I need to remember is that I'm I'm a baseball fan. I actually like baseball better on the radio because the the announcer like Bob Costas in the world they can really explain things. So let right. me let me get in that mindset of really explain. So this is a, a, a one of those card catalogs from like the library. If anyone right. like forty or older, they know exactly what this thing is. It's nice 
nice wood. Um, and I think this was like, it's, it comes in a, I think there's eight of these to the piece of furniture that I have. So right. I picked this up at a, at a, um, at an antique shop. And what I noticed it fits index cards perfectly. So right. what I do here, I, I created tabs for every month and every, every month I just right. put the index cards in here. Right. And, um, I think there was a, I don't remember the gentleman, but he was talking one of the, the previous cool tools about the five-year journal. Yes. Yes. So this is my five-year journal. I don't, I don't separate these by um, year. I just separate them by month. So now when I have some time, I go in there and I look like, let me see what I did in December. And I can yeah. look like I was at my parents' house and it was, right. you know, just different. Sure, sure. Yeah. So it's really good. So, really so why, a lot, why don't you put it into a bound book? Uh, what's the advantage of having these free floating index cards versus having all this bound together and I mean, basically if you took all your index cards and mm -hmm. you glued them on the yeah. side, you would have a book and they, they wouldn't get lost. So what, what's the advantage of the index card for you over doing this in a book? Okay. I say the first advantage is um, two things that come to mind. First advantage, the reason why I like index card is because I'm always improving on my writing. I don't, um, my writing is horrible. <laughs> been like that for over 50 years and i'm trying to like improve my penmanship right. and the other thing is well you can do it in the book i could do it in the book okay um, yeah so i so the second part of the book i'll tell you the second part of it is the reason why i don't use a book but i use an index card is because i don't always like to write and i like to get my stuff um com compacted and i want to get straight to the point and having Three by five, uh, three by five index cards makes me get right to the point of what I'm writing because I, I want to summarize things, and I just figure I kind of like I like the stacking of it. I don't really mm -hmm. want it in like a um, a book. I tried that like composition books. It just didn't work for me. Does that yeah, make sense? So, yeah. So, so uh, you might, well, you might look at the five year journals because what it is is a page that has yeah. like index card size for each mm -hmm. day, so yes. you're restricted to the index card. Yeah. But they'll have five of them in a, and they're kind of long, five of them in a row for, for that day. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I take, it, it may be that it's um, easier to carry around an index card rather than a book. Yeah. I keep, I keep index cards in my everyday carry bag. I, yeah. I have them in my bag that I take to um, when I travel in the airplane. Right. So they're just, they're great. Cause I, I can draw on them. I can, I, right. index card, I use for recipes. I use them for shopping yeah. lists. I use them all the I time. See. I have like a stack like this high. Do you, do you back up your, your journal? No, mm -mm. I mean, I'm knock on wood. Hopefully, if there was if there was a fire, you would be. Yeah, okay. I know, I know. I really need. I, I as an IT guy, I should know all these things. <laughs> but I'm kind of like I'm just like you know, it's 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 worked out for me. So that's you know. But you, you're right. I should take I, some. I, I, yeah, I, as an IT guy, it's like, yeah. It's, it's how many great. backups do you need? Like, well, you how about yeah, one? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So it, it's, it's good. Yeah. Right. Okay. That, that's like my thing with the index card. Let me see if there's anything else on there. No, that's all I really want to say about the index card. They, they're okay. great. They're cheap. You can get different colors. You know, I, I use them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, and, and as you said, they're, 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 they're available almost anywhere and you can buy them for, yeah. for pennies or less than pennies. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, so Mark, what's another uh, cool tool for you? Okay, another cool tool. So let's let's stick with the Amazon. 
And this this tool from Amazon is one of the best tools I've, um, if you're ever gonna ship a lot of things to Amazon or just eBay and things, this is called a box resizer. And it looks like it looks like a handle that's connected to a piece of aluminum, squared aluminum tubing, about a foot long. And there's yeah. a handle that went in and there's a sliding uh, piece of metal. I, so, so, so yeah, there's a handle on a aluminum tube. Yeah, it, that's basically it's basically aluminum tube that has um, uh, a ruler goes for about an inch in about an inch or thirty three centimeters, and at the bottom there's a handle, a black handle. Um, it's removable, but you never remove it. And at the bottom there's some um, teeth that actually will um, mark up your your um, your box to resize. And I can I'm going to show you. For the people that are using video, I'm going to show you how easy this thing is to use. Okay, so 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 this is like if you have a cardboard box, yes, of one size, and you want to change the size, you want to make it smaller or, or customize it, it the dimensions. Yes. You're yes. going to use this tool. Okay, great, great. That's so, really cool. Yeah, you want to make it smaller. So this box is a little large, and right now, see, this is something I need to ship to someone. Someone bought this from me earlier today. Right. I'm just going to ship it. So. If you don't want to, um, you're holding up an Amazon box with a kind of a, a Lego toy box inside that's a little bit smaller, and you yeah. want to customize the this box to fit that yes. better. Yes. So it's 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 great. It's really easy. So this is a, a 16 by uh, I, I would say 16 by six by um, eight size box. Um, so if you don't want to use a lot of um, uh, newsprint or or um, packaging, wrap. packaging wrap or things like that. You can you can do this resizing. So you basically take this thing, you move the you move the hand you move the uh, the the, uh, the measurement tool up and down. You lock it like so, and then only thing you do is take this thing and run it across all four sides. So, yeah. So your the noise is you're moving this. Um, yes. I'm, I'm moving the, Me the measuring, box. yeah, at a fixed distance around the perimeter. Yes, and you're going around the whole perimeter, and that leaves a little score in the cardboard. Yes, from the inside, so it's leaving a little score in the cardboard. I'm going to do this real fast. I'm a little, little neater, so I do all four sides. And this thing is probably not going to be neat as I like it. And then you just take a simple, um, standard, um box cutter tool you know this is a standard box cutter tool that any hardware store sells i have a stanley and it's, yeah. it's retractable everyone has seen one of these and then what you do is all you do is go to all the four corners and you you go where the um the mark is set, and you cut up on every four corner like so make sure you don't cut yourself like so, right. and then simple as take each side down. Right, so it, fo it folds like down so. a little that score that the little device made, and yeah. you have a very neat reduced size box that you can tape up. And this will save you a lot of time, um, a lot of money, because you don't have to buy packaging material, and it's also gonna save you um, uh, shipping cost because shipping if you if you if you get the uh the item down a couple ounces you're going to save like a u.s postal rate 
um, right. between between um, like two pounds or three pounds. So it's, right, right. it's a really nice device. Yeah, really cool. So yeah. a box reducing score tool. Yes. Right. And I, I've I've gone through. I've been doing this for about uh, fifteen years, like I said. And I've this is my second one. I think the first one I lost <laughs> somewhere in my room somewhere. Right. So I highly recommend. It's like less than less than twenty dollars on Amazon. Yeah. Right. Really okay. Time. Cool. That's a yeah. new tool I didn't know about. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So, so Mark, um, t tell me one of your your third favorite tools. My third favorite tool. Um, this is a red. Um, it's called a Scotty Peeler, okay? And it's like a flat, I'm trying to think the best way to describe it. It's kind of like a, um, it looks like something you would use to pry open something. Yeah, yeah, a pry, yeah. or, or it looks like kind of like a plastic spoon that has a yeah. flat, flat. Um, what do you call it? Flat spoon at the front of it? Yes. So a little so pry these, bar. Yeah, a little pry bar. That's the best way to, and they're, they're, they're plastic and they're, they're not really, they're kind of sharp, but you're not going to cut yourself at the end. So, um, so what these are designed to is to remove stickers. That's all that these things are designed for. Uh -huh. You you can get like a ten pack for like eight bucks or something. Um, you can throw this in in. Um, you can keep one in your car, like if you're going, right. like if you need to scan. So what this is used for is to remove stickers for items that you plan on selling. So here's an item uh -huh. I plan on selling. And oh, I see. I don't have nails, so it's kind of like hard to yeah, get here. Yeah, yeah. So these things are designed to get underneath here, just to remove stickers. So That's you're all. you um you you have a package that has a, a yes. skew, a little price tag on it, and you yes. are taking the plastic divot, the little pry bar, and you're kind of pulling it off. And hold it, yeah, yeah. You're pulling. You're getting under, and so it's a way to take off that. That price yeah. sticker. So, so when I'm selling things like, like for instance, I'm not going to tell you exactly what you're this is. Re yeah. You're oh, reselling. Oh, yeah. So these are a pair of socks. Yeah. I I found these at TJ Maxx. I'm going to sell these on Amazon. I am. Right. That's what I'm going to do. So I find a whole bunch of these. I I have to take the stickers off because right. I have to adhere to the policies of Amazon. I have to put it in a little poly bag, and I take like a hundred of these and I ship them to Amazon and. Eventually, Amazon is going to write me a check for selling these. Right. So, so what you have to do is you have to prep everything, and one of the things for prepping is to remove a sticker, and that's what I have to do is remove a sticker from this. Stuff. I see. Okay. Yeah. So I put some as for the viewers out there, I put some blue tape on here just so that you don't see what exactly what I'm selling. I'm not here to advertise. Right. Okay. Right. Right. So that's why this is not here. This is just me to put it on here just for the sure, show. Sure. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So. Um, this thing is, is great because, um, I sell books also in DVDs and some of them have them old, um, border stickers. You remember borders put stickers yeah. on everything and some of them are hard to get off. And this thing really saves your nails and it saves you a lot of time. Right. Do you ever have to use a solvent, like a sticker removing solvent? Yeah, I use Goo Gone. And the other thing I use is a, um, um, it's a, um, it's a craft hair it's like a craft dryer. It's not, um, it looks just like a hair dryer, but it's for crafting. I can run it the resin a little heat. It makes heat. Yeah, a little heat element. And sometimes that heats up the um, the sticker and I can just pull it off. So depending on, you know, what I need to remove, I can use Goo Gone. The thing about Goo Gone, I, I don't want to, I, I, I work in a very small room and I, I don't like inhaling that. Yeah. But 
you know, it Gugon works really well. <laughs> that, stuff, okay. that stuff really works well. Right. That's good to know because, uh, you know, yeah, so, yeah. so you're saying you can use this tool or you can use Gugon and the tool or you can use Heat and the tool. Yes. It all depends on, um, like, sometimes Heat will um, destroy shrink wrap from, like, a game, like a board game or something. The Heat will ruin the shrink wrap, so you don't want to use that. So I think it's a lot of it's just trial and error. Okay. And, you know, there's, you know, you've been doing this for a while. You kind of figure out what works and doesn't work. Right, right. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, label removers is a tool that anybody can use because there's yeah. all kinds of things. So, yeah, yeah, so the pry, the little plastic thing, which will have, I don't know what you call it, but there will be some way to search for it. And then um, Gugon is a, is a, is that a brand name for? Um, yeah, I don't know what chemicals in there yeah but it works <laughs> but it's a brand name it's like orange it smells kind of like orange too right and so goo is g-o-o g-o-n-e goo gone yeah i think it is yeah i can if you want me to run i can run my room and That's grab okay. it if you want. Yeah, yeah yeah but, it, but it's yeah it, so, it so well. label removers okay great yeah yeah um just, and mark uh, how about your fourth one fourth tool let me just right over here As you see, there's a common theme with uh, shipping. <laughs> yeah. But I, I tell people it'll save you a lot of time. This is um, this is a uh, handheld. Um, it's not a. It's 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 for tape. Um, tape dispenser. Yeah, tape dispenser. I, I don't know it's lack of a better word. It's I got um, it's handheld, and what's nice is about this. I I tried the the larger ones with the gun, with the yeah. with the, um, the, the I think they call tape guns or whatever they call. Yeah. But, yeah. I was tape was going everywhere. It was just a mess. I I couldn't figure out how to use that thing properly. This thing is great. It's handheld. You pop new tape in here. It just works. I, I right. love so, it. So so this one has a sort of. There's really no handle on it. It's the tape dispenser itself is the handle. Yeah. It's it's a little wider than than a lot of tape dispensers. That's um, that's the second part I was going to give. Okay. So I, the, the second part of that is just that this is a three inch one. Three inches is the way to go. It's just more tape. It holds better. It just it just works. And I can do this like it's so simple. I just go like, sorry for the noise. Boom. I don't right. have to worry about the gun. And it just it just works for me. And this right. thing really inexpensive. But I tell everyone, skip the uh the two and a half just go straight to three inch tape it 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 makes things so much easier right you know like and, if i have to put a label here it's like two times instead of three times i have to put this over right it's, and it's, it's probably it's, the three inch is probably not that much more expensive than two inch exactly you just what just go stick with a three inch tape and you'll be more than happy <laughs> right um and so so this thing does this have a brand name the the dispenser is there is it a generic thing by now or what um, yeah, I think they probably generic. This one is made by ProSun, and it's called a strapping tape um, dispenser. Um, it's it's solid metal. This thing is really solid. Um, I like yellow because I can find it when I drop it in my room. It doesn't get lost. Uh -huh. it, it, yeah, it just it just works. Yeah, you know, it's like one of those things that you know, if I lost this, I'd buy another one tonight. You know, right. that's how well I like it. And I like I said. Um, describing to the viewers it, it has a little handle right here it's solid metal you know it reminds me of remember the uh tonka toys that's yeah, what it yeah the, like. the truck the truck yeah. yeah yeah tonka trucks it feels that reminds me of childhood that's what it 
It feels just like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in yeah. color, too, you know? In color, right. Yeah, yeah. So it just, it, it's great. Yeah. Maybe that's why they painted it as color. Maybe they... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. So the idea is uh, if you have any shippings, and, and by the way, I, I think every household should have one of these tape dispensers yeah. because yeah. that packaging tape you can use yeah. for everything. And but, um, yeah. Didn't yeah. mean to quit, but what I'm saying is if you're selling on Amazon or selling on eBay, this is you use this every day and you right. want something that works. Right. You know, yeah. Okay. And, so so Mark, um tell us about something that you want to share with our audience. Um I, I'm interested in hearing a little bit more about this side hustle that you have. Yeah. Um I, I tell everyone, you know, there's no there's no way to make money without doing some work. And I think with Amazon, there's such an, a great opportunity because you don't have to put a whole lot of money to get started. You can do this like for less than less than two hundred dollars. Yeah. And there's so many people out there that are doing it. And I, I'd have to say, like daily, um, there's a podcast by uh, Mr. Jim Cochran. He's phenomenal. Like the stuff that he teaches is just re- is just really good information for people. And I just want to give him a plug. What, and what does he? And this is about selling on Amazon. Is the, yeah, selling. His name is um, Silent Jim. Um, Jim yeah. Cochran. He has a whole bunch of courses. And I have to say, there's a lot of you know. Um, people that are just selling you the course and they're not really, they're selling you the course and they're selling, they make it seem like, you know, you do this an hour a day, you're going to have a Lamborghini. And he tells you like, this work, you, you got to put the, uh, the work in, but you can succeed with this. Yeah. And I think his courses are really good. His, his, um, his, um, whatchamacallit, he has a podcast that's free that you can listen to. I, I highly recommend okay. um, what he's doing and, out there. And, um, so so back to your little um thing that you're doing why do you sell on amazon versus say ebay or facebook marketplace the reason why i would say all right amazon i would amazon is um there's there's much there's a lot more material out there that you can sell on amazon because the average joe is is buying things that are just boring things like toothpaste or light bulbs or coffee and these are the things that if you if you do your research, you can find out that, hey, there may be specific coffee in Silver Spring that people in the West Coast can't get. So you 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 purchase that in a store here because it's regional, but people in the West Coast will be able to buy it through Amazon. So you you look at those you look at those gaps in the market where you um, you're trying to serve those people that don't have access to certain things. And, and- and 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 um, yeah. uh, what kind of a markup then do you need? Do you calculate that you need to um, to, to figure that things are worth buying and then reselling? Well, you try to figure like there's tools out there. You try to figure that you you want to make at least twenty percent margin on what you're uh, okay buying. So um, Amazon is going to take their cut on things. So it's it's a gradual scale. So like for instance. If you sell a book on Amazon that's used for like 10 bucks, right? You're not going to make any money because Amazon's probably going to take like 75% of that profit. Mm-hmm. But if you sell like a book that's like $30, they only may take about 30%. So you you have to concentrate on finding good products that you can sell to Amazon. Um, and, you know, a lot of people get discouraged. They think it's like, well, I'm not making money. I've been trying this for like a month. You know, it's like you got to... 
<laughs> you got to put the work into it. Um, and there's a lot of success stories. And um, and and the, you say you've been doing this for 15 years. Is that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, over over that time, I, I, I would imagine then that the, what you're kind of sell has changed, right? You're, right. you're constantly other as other people come into something because they realize that there's money being say say or sell made then you have to move on to something else that yeah. people so you're constantly looking for kind of new angles right yeah constantly looking new, and a lot of things have changed with amazon when i first got started um it was books that was like the the biggest thing um i was able to sell use and i was able to make a significant profit just off of selling books like eight dollar books i was able to make like three to four dollars and that all changed, you know, because, you know, let's think Amazon's just a business like anyone else. And they right. figured that um, why am I spending my workers, why am I going to um, pay my workers X amount of money to pick a book up from their, to, to, to package a book in, in their inventory? I mean, in their, um, whatchamacallit, in their factory. The warehouse, you know, the warehouse. In the warehouse, yeah. You know, why am I going to pay a worker, you know, this amount of money to package a book where I can get the same worker to package an iPhone <laughs> that's going to make more money for the company. You know what I'm saying? So the, the whole business with Amazon changed a little bit where you, you, you weren't making the same amount of money for selling books. And then what I just did was just pivot. I just kind of saw, you know, did some research and I said, you know, people are going to Marshall's or TJ Maxx or, you know, um, Ross, and they're, right. they're buying clothes. Hey, let me try that. I went yeah. there a couple of days and I said, wow, these belts, I'm picking up for like $18, I'm selling for like 70. Right. So, you know, it's, you just gotta constantly, you know, figure out um, what you wanna sell and just don't get, you know, just don't focus on one thing cause you gotta constantly pivot. Right. And yeah. so um, I, I sometimes, when I look at the third party sellers mm -hmm. on Amazon, um, who are not in prime. Yeah. Um, I, I sometimes wonder if they're making more money on the shipping than they are on the actual um, article. Um, probably not because Amazon controls the shipping costs. Like they're going to give you, um, you really? know, a credit for specific things that you ship through the, um, through um, the non-prime shippers. The ones that are shipping from the house, they're going to, they're going to um, set that price, how much they're going to give you for a credit for shipping. Oh, really? Yeah. So the so it's not the sellers are not coming up with shipping costs. Now, oh, really? eBay, yeah, eBay can tweak that. eBay is is a little different where that may not be the same, but Amazon they kind of control those shipping costs. I see. Okay. Yeah, but but I think the people that are um the people that are scaling with Amazon, yeah. they're primarily selling through the the fulfillment by um FBA, fulfillment by Amazon um um what you call system right. where you take you take your stuff and I ship it to a warehouse yeah. somewhere like in Pennsylvania or New York, and then Amazon fulfills it for me. And, and, they, that's, and they fulfill it under Prime when when they do yes, that. Yes, yes. So is, is that what you do? That's what I do. Yeah. I see. So you're not actually shipping most of the things from your house. You're just shipping in lots of. Uh, yes. Yeah. So yes. so as someone who is a, a Amazon third party seller, do you have any advice to people like myself who are just customers of Amazon w w uh, in terms of evaluating, um, you know, because often there'll be more than one source for a product. There'll be, there'll be multiple ones. Is there some way 
that you use yourself when you're trying to decide which one to 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 go with? Yes, I'll tell you what I do. Um, I usually only look at the um, the four, three, or two star reviews because usually the five star that may be someone that is working with them. They they right. may put make review out. Amazon has seen some problems with that. Or one is just people that maybe just want to tank your product, and right. I find that the four, three, and the two-star reviews are more accurate. Okay. Like people also take the time to write things like, hey, this one, we like this, but hey, it, you know, it wasn't working as we thought it would work. Uh-huh. After the mm-hmm. thing. I would, yeah, throw out, it's kind of like, remember, you know, like the judges in uh, gymnastics, throw out the highest and throw out the lowest and okay. just go in the middle. And I think that's just a, a good way to, um, to use the Amazon reviews. Yeah, but in, in selecting which one of the third parties that you want to to use, um, that's a very good question. I I really don't know. Um, I I kind of just look at the reviews okay. by selecting. Yeah, I mean, you, and you can usually tell by the you reviews. Know, I, I don't mean I don't mean selecting the product. I yeah. mean because sometimes the same product will have Multi- okay, more than so one source, and so how yeah. do you choose? the source for that product. I gotcha. And you know, I think some of that stuff is just transparent to the user. A lot of times they just see the buy box and they just click on that, right? Right. But other times, if you see what Amazon, they'll tell you, um, and I, I think this is still accurate. I haven't been, I haven't purchased um, things in a while, but I, it will say there may be other sellers that are a little less. Well, uh, yeah. If you go yeah. to like the use, I'll have a whole list of all the ones and their shipping costs. And so I was wondering if you had any advice for someone deciding who to go through. Is it always the lowest price, but the, the next price may only be a one penny more or two pennies yeah. more. Does it yeah. make any, is there some way that you can kind of sort through that, decide, well, I want to go with this third party seller on, of the same item. I, I think the thing is it, you would look at the third party sellers review. And I think if you, if you see something like below 50% of, of what they use approval, or I think, I forget what they, the, the, uh, the metrics they use, but uh-huh. if you, the seller ranking and it's like lower than 50, probably, you probably want to stay away from them. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's like, I'm trying to think you, if you're looking for like light bulbs and you see like this, five different people selling the same light bulb. Right. Um, you would probably first check out the buy box to see, you know, what's happening. And what a lot of people don't know is the buy box, they use like cookies and things. So like they, like, I don't know, again, where, where are you hosted in? Where do you, what do you live? I, I'm in I'm California. San California. So you and me both go to that same page. I will, I would get a different buy box than you because it would probably go to like a, um, a California vendor or a Maryland vendor. So not everyone's seeing the same exact information when they go to that product. Okay. So, right. so Amazon is trying to figure out uh, what's the be- what's the best solution for this customer to get their product the mm-hmm. best. Yeah. And 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 when when you are pricing things, mm-hmm. are you trying to 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 make sure that you are by one cent are cheaper than than everybody else who's trying to sell the same product? Yeah, I'm just trying to stay competitive. And I use a lot of people, and this is, I didn't know I was going to go into this, but I can go a little bit more into this, is they use a thing called a repricer. And basically, it's basically a, a bot that will 
look at your inventory and look at other factors of other people that are selling those things. And it, depending on the setting, you can say, I want it a um, dollar cheaper than Amazon, or I want it equal to the buy box, or I want it equal to who's selling this thing outside of the FBA program. And you have a whole bunch of criterias. And then you, what you can do is set the, um, you can set the bot to price accordingly. And this, this is something that once you have more than like 100 products in Amazon, you're going to need someone to do this work for you. You don't want to manually price things. Yeah. So, you know, everyone everyone has like a, a different strategy for pricing. You could I could be someone that like I'm done with Amazon, I'm ready to retire and I'm just going to have a fire sale. <laughs> and I'm just going to like get rid of all my inventory cuz I'm 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 out of the game, you know. So, it all depends on um you know, are you trying to, you know, be the cheapest? Are you trying to sell this a little later on, knowing that um, supply and demand may factor the price and things? So there's there's a oh, I see. So you, you, you don't have the yeah. lowest in the beginning, but then you kind of you're there around for when things are depleted, and then you have your inventory. Okay. Yes. Right. And and and, and the thing is, Amazon, what they're doing is they put little speed bumps in there for customers so that it doesn't look like you're taking advantage of people because um, I don't know if you remember um, when the pandemic first started, <laughs> right. um, there was like a surge in pricing for like gloves and, yeah, and disinfectant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a guy who was doing that and he had a whole garage of disinfectants and people were just furious about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you have like you have like a, a hundred items on sale right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And That's it's and it's it would if you look at them there there's no rhyme or reason the type of items I have I have I have uh, clothing I have books I have music I have DVDs I have mm -hmm. uh, food so it, it would it would it would it's kind of like you would walk into like a thrift store. <laughs> right. Right. So right. and then that's you know I'm. That's normal for Amazon sellers. Is we don't usually specialize in one thing. Oh, it's interesting. Kind of like, yeah, some of them do, but usually you just you look for things that are um, profitable. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and and sort of underpriced. There's arbitrage. You're arbitraging. Yeah. There for some reason. Yeah. They're underpriced somewhere else, and then somewhere you else. bring them up. Okay. Yeah, someone, someone, some target made a. They miscalculated on a. Uh, a toy that season or something. Okay. It's, you know, it just, it happens, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's really wonderful. So, um, I'm, I don't want to derail. Was this the thing you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I think that's it. I think the passion project, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just passionate about, um, you know, I'm passionate about everyone controlling their destiny when it comes to finance. You right. know, I, you know, I, I have a full-time job. I, I enjoy what I do. But at the end of the day, you know, like I said, I'm a I'm an IT government worker. Uh, the 17th of this month, I may be um, furloughed, you know, yes. so, you, you know, and I'm not going to um, I'm not going to wait around um, for a paycheck. I'm going right. to get out there and hunt. Right. And that's why that's why I look at it. And, you know, I I, I kind of like I, I look at it is that there's times and I'm, I'm not. Um, Without going into too much detail, there, there's there's a time I think when someone has been has has worked in a job 
and you have to realize like, do I have to compromise my integrity and do I need to leave this job? And if you need to leave a job, you shouldn't worry about finances. And that's right, why, right, right, right. that's why I always say you need to have a second income. Sure. I got and it. And that's, you know, without, um, I don't know if you want to. It gives you kind of leverage. It, it gives you, yes. yeah, so you don't have to do yeah. desperate things. You can do yeah. things. And, and you know, part of my friend, I'm not going to curse, but there's a thing we call, we call it an FU fund. You know, right. that's what I'm working on. So, so if you ever have to tell someone FU, uh -huh. you have money. And I always tell people that work on your FU fund because you never know <laughs> when you have to tell somebody, I'm uh -huh. out of here. I'm right, not working. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's your cool tool. All right. <laughs> Hey, Mark, thanks for volunteering. I really appreciate your yeah, yeah. Thank sharing you. your stuff. It's a world that I, I mean, I'm at the other end. I, I've been ordering from Amazon yeah. at least weekly for, I don't know, 95, whenever, whenever it started. I was one of the first customers. Yeah. And so I'm at the other end of a user of Amazon. Yeah. And I found this really, really very interesting to see. How 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 it's going? Because as you know, as you say, I'm I am I buy um, things on the third party more and more, and um, I was just kind of curious how it worked. But thank you for sharing with us. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to um, tell you or your view or these. Yeah, these sure. Viewers. Well, it sounds like it, um, and I appreciate your um, candidness, Sue, as well. Yeah. yeah. This year, our cool tools blog will be twenty years old which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. You've kept this place going, and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year, and I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our Cool Tool Show and Tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us, um, please sign up on our form on the website and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking on, talking on a video and um, you need to have some tools that you can show. Um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom. We do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested and um, list your four, four cool tools and we'll see if there's a good fit. The applications aren't guaranteed in any way. Um, and we're looking at tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um, whether the times will work for you. So um, we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world, not just in the U.S., although the tools have to be available online, easily available online. And um, if you are a longtime listener, you kind of know what the definition of our tools are. They're very broad. They can be anything that's handy from something in the kitchen to something you use to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guess for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere 
on our website. Um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you.